Hi, this is Pastor Bobby Andy, and today is the last day that I'm teaching number eight on the series on Matthew chapter 24 and 25, and we'll be discussing the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, 1,000 years when the earth will finally experience world peace. Join me today. We're going to the Word of God. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to have you here with us today. Today is number eight, the last in the series I'm teaching on verse by verse through Matthew 24 and 25. And we just uh, finished chapter 25 in the broadcast yesterday. And today we're taking up the millennium. This is the last of the uh, covenants given to Israel and to the entire earth. It is the last of the seven dispensations. And up until now, we are living today in the sixth dispensation. The seventh will be the millennial thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you haven't listened to the uh, ones before this, there are eight, uh, the seven lessons today is number eight. You can find them on YouTube. They're all archived on YouTube. And I know you'll want to go back and hear this because it's all laid out in chronological order. That's the way Jesus did it in chronological order chapter 24, chapter 25 of Matthew, describing events during the tribulation, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, all the uh, judgments he's going to bring against the nations at that time, that the end of it, open it up, the thousand-year reign for those that came through the tribulation in natural bodies, and then those that came back with Jesus seven years after the rapture, where we've gone through the judgment seat of Christ, and we will come back with Jesus. We'll all rule and reign on the earth for a thousand years, and it's going to be perfect environment. I like to think of it this way. The millennium will be a time when the whole earth can experience what would have happened if Adam and Eve had not sinned in the garden. The earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord for a thousand years, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, no Satan, no demons. We'll get into that as we talk about the millennium here, but just basically this, it'll be a wonderful earth. The only difference will be there will be people born during the millennium that will not accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. You still have to accept him as Lord and Savior. And think about this, you can accept Jesus, there's no devil, there's no demons, there's no evil in the world. The only thing that will be, you'll still carry evil in you because you'll still have the nature of the flesh. That's those that are born during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. So if there's anything you can say is, yes, the devil is your enemy, yes, the world is your enemy, but you carry your own enemy with you, the nature of the flesh, those born during that time will have to accept it, and many will not, even with perfect environment. Jesus sitting on the throne of the earth, ruling and reigning in perfect righteousness, perfect weather, perfect everything, a chicken in every pot. I mean, communism's goal will be reached without communism. Jesus Christ will rule and reign the earth. And so, but even during those perfect environment, there will be people that will reject Jesus Christ, showing us perfect environment is not man's solution. That's what we often, that's what you hear from liberals today is they say, well, the problem with man is his environment. No, it's not his environment. People from great environments end up, some of them going bad, and some that came from terrible environments ended up being national heroes. It's like the, the world doesn't know what to do with those because you are a product of your environment, which you are not. 
You're a product of your decisions. And so here we have it. We'll be bringing this out here. And so during the uh, millennium, again, uh, the children that are born have to receive Jesus as Savior. But by the time the millennium is over, at the last closing minutes of the millennium, there will be many unbelievers on the earth and Satan will be released from hell for a very short season. And he will round these people up and try one more time to overthrow Jesus Christ. And it's proving two things. Number one, perfect environment is not man's solution. Next of all, Satan will never change. Even after watching what goes on the earth for a thousand years of perfect environment, he still will try to rebel. Let's talk about the millennium, all right? First of all, there's perfect environment because Satan is bound and there is no religion on the earth. This is Revelation chapter 20, verses one through three. During this time period, again, Satan will be bound in hell, first of all, and all unbelievers, the demons with them, religion will be gone, and so earth will be perfect in that respect. And uh, again, perfect environment. So uh, if that's weather, that's by laws, that's by everything around us, people actions toward one another. And again, that's Revelation chapter 20, verses one through three. Number two, there will be maximum spirituality in the millennium. This is really the verse of scripture Peter quoted on the day of Pentecost, which is really a verse for the beginning of the millennium, but he quoted for the beginning of the end times. I think that's interesting. It'll come to pass in the last days. Joel 2, verses 28 and 29, I'll pour it of my spirit upon all flesh. In both cases, it's saved flesh. On the day of Pentecost, the 120 were, were saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. Those 3,000 that received Jesus while Peter preached, they also received the Holy Spirit. And so will the entire world when the millennium begins because everyone will be believers. All unbelievers will have been removed. Also, Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 24 tells us the same thing. And Zechariah chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. Number three, we will finally have the peace of Jerusalem until Until then, Israel is under discipline. During the time of the uh, tribulation, Israel returned back to their place of the spreaders of the gospel and of also the word of God. And so, but when the millennium begins, Israel will no longer be under discipline. And so this is all found in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 26 through 30. This was mentioned quite often in the Old Testament. Isaiah 5, 26 through 30. Isaiah chapter 10, verses 19 through 23. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 11 through 16, and Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 19. Joel chapter 2 and verse 16, and Zechariah chapter 8, verses 20 through 23, and also Zechariah chapter 10, verses 6 through 12. That's a lot of scripture, but it really describes what God is looking forward to, and that'll be the peace of Jerusalem. Until then again, Israel's under discipline. I think it's interesting that there's only one eternal nation on the earth and one eternal city. That is the nation of Israel and also the city of Jerusalem. No other nation is eternal. Just that. In fact, we really don't know when Jerusalem started or Israel started because in chapter 14 of the book of Genesis, we have uh, Abraham meeting Melchizedek and he was called, Melchizedek was called the king of Salem. Salem is another word for Jerusalem. So even in Genesis 14, Israel already existed and it was the promised land at that time. Canaan, but it was also the place where Jerusalem was, the city of peace. And it will always be here. In fact, it'll be here all through the millennium when uh, the earth is renovated 
and totally changed and uh, destroyed by fire and then renovated, heaven will come down to rest over the earth and even heaven will be called the new Jerusalem. It'll be here forever. So number four is fulfillment of the unconditional covenants given to Israel in Daniel chapter nine and verse 24. These four unconditional covenants are really three wrapped up in one. The overall one is called the Abrahamic covenant. And within the Abrahamic covenant are three other covenants for Israel. Again, Israel's unconditional covenants are found there. Abrahamic covenant was the one given to Abraham, but it included within it three other things. Number one was the Palestinian covenant, meaning there's a certain amount of land that will be given back to Israel. They've never possessed all the land. God said they would have, and the closest that it came to was under Solomon's reign where he possessed most all the land, but there was still a part he did not own that is yet to come when Jesus Christ comes back to rule and to reign on the earth. There's also the Davidic covenant. This has to do with the throne that's in Israel and David ruled on it, but David is a type of the one that will rule forever from that place and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting during the millennium, David will sit beside Jesus on that throne. And so again, this will be the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ. And then the last covenant for Israel will be the new covenant. Israel has never experienced the new covenant. We as the church have. The new covenant is us becoming the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us through all of the covenants of Israel in the Old Testament uh, that came up until the day the church started. There has never been a time where the Holy Spirit lived inside of someone. Jesus prophesied this would come to pass. And he said to his disciples, the Holy Spirit who is with you, present tense, is with you, has been here with you from every covenant, every dispensation before this. When the church age starts, he will also live within you. But the church age is not a Jewish dispensation. It's for the church. And so we have it, but whenever the millennium begins, the new covenant for Israel, where Israel will be blessed because they have the indwelling Holy Spirit will come to pass on that day. Next of all, number five, nations will enjoy perfect environment. What do I mean by perfect environment? Well, there's a number of things under this. And that is, first of all, universal peace. Isaiah chapter two and verse four. Hosea chapter two and verse 18 and Psalm 46 and verse nine, Micah chapter four and verse three, universal peace will be here for all the entire earth. Until the Prince of Peace comes back, we will never have peace on this earth for any long period of time. There's temporary times of peace after war, after World War II, after uh, other wars that we've seen in our lifetime or even before that time, there's temporary times of peace. But again, there's always the Satan is the God of this world and wars will break out. Rumors of wars, Jesus said these things must come to pass. So again, we will have universal peace around the world because the Prince of Peace will come to rule. Satan will be God. All evil will be taken out of the earth. Demonic forces will be gone. And again, we will have that. The second thing about a perfect environment, we will all enjoy universal prosperity. Universal prosperity, not just in limited places, not just in the United States or a few other uh, countries around the world. This will be universal. I mean, from sea to shining sea for every nation, from top to bottom, side to side. This universal prosperity will encompass the entire earth. Psalm 72, verses seven and verse 16. Number three, 
There will be perfect world government run by Jesus Christ himself. Isaiah chapter 11, verses one and two, and Zechariah chapter 14 and verse nine. The next part of perfect environment, there will be a universal knowledge of Jesus Christ, not just sections here, sections here, groups here, tribes here, no universal knowledge of Jesus Christ because he will rule and reign through the entire earth. This is Isaiah chapter 11, verse nine, that the knowledge of the Lord will cover the entire earth as the waters cover the sea. Man, it's a great verse of scripture. Next of all, nature will be loosed from its curse. This is found in Romans chapter eight, verse 19 through 22. Animals will no longer be ferocious. Isaiah chapter six through nine, Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 25, and plants will abound everywhere. So again, we're going to have perfect environment. That will be government environment. The knowledge, this is this will be doctrinal knowledge of Jesus Christ throughout the earth. Nature loosed from its curse, universal prosperity, perfect world government. I mean, we come back to it, universal peace everywhere. You know, we see all these signs, you know, uh, for world peace, world peace, world peace. It's not going to happen until the Prince of Peace comes back. But I can tell you this, until that time comes, Jesus Christ offers personal peace on the inside of you. For those who have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior watching this program, and you're thinking one day, great, we'll have universal peace. I'm telling you until that day, you can have personal peace, a peace that no matter what kind of chaos is going in your life, you can have peace on the inside of you. My peace I give unto you. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, a peace that passes all understanding. Why don't you open up your heart and receive Jesus right now as your Savior? Confess him and say, I believe in Jesus Christ as Savior, the Lord now of my life. I receive him as my Lord and and my Savior. You will find peace the moment you do that, a peace that no one can take away. See you right after the break. Understanding the end times, one of the most incredible and fascinating doctrines in the Word of God, will bring us comfort for the days in which we live. The Bible says we are to encourage and exhort one another with the knowledge of Jesus returning for His saints. In Understanding the End Times, Pastor Bob Yandian provides a thorough and exciting study to give you more revelation of these times in which we live. Topics include the seven dispensations, the dispensation of the mystery, the rapture of the church, the judgment seat of Christ, Daniel's 70 weeks, the temple discourse, the tribulation, the second coming, the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. To order Understanding the End Times, visit bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down-to-earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. 
This understanding will allow you to walk in more maturity and stability in your Christian life. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Thinking about the days we live in and end-time events should not bring fear and worry to believers, but peace and comfort as we look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. For obvious reasons, the study of end times has always been one of the most fascinating topics in the Bible. But many are confused and misinformed about the series of events and even what those events are that lead to the last days. Join Pastor Bob Yandian as he studies the rapture of the church, the judgment seat of Christ, the tribulation, the second coming, the antichrist, and much more. This USB flash drive, a complete topical study of end times, contains 21 MP3 audio lessons and the ebook Understanding the End Times. To order your end times flash drive, visit bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on partnership. All right, let's go back and let's take up those points we covered on the millennium. I covered five out of 10 points. And the five points are simply this. Number one, during the millennium, there will be perfect environment because Satan is bound. All religion is gone and demons are bound. And the second point is there'll be maximum spirituality in the millennium. Joel prophesied this in Joel chapter two, of which again, Peter quoted on the day of Pentecost. It will come to pass in the last days. I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Again, Joel emphasizes it when the millennium begins, and Peter emphasized it when the church began, talking about the time when there's uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit on the earth, and what he pointed out was the beginning of the last days, which the last days began on the day of Pentecost. Point number three, we will finally have the peace of Jerusalem until then Israel is under discipline. Number four, fulfillment of the unconditional covenants to Israel. This is found in Daniel chapter nine and verse 24. And the last one we covered just before the break was nations will enjoy perfect environment. Universal peace, universal prosperity, perfect world government, universal knowledge of Jesus Christ, and nature will be loosed from its curse also. All right, point number six is this. There'll be perfect environment for mankind. Longevity will be restored to humans. Why do I say that? Because there will be people coming through the tribulation who receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and they don't die. They're not killed. They survive. Those that endure to the end, that's the end of the tribulation will be spared, Jesus promised, and they'll be spared to go into the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. There will be millions of people enter the millennium in natural bodies because they came through the tribulation, did not accept the mark of the beast, came through the tribulation, did not get killed, were not martyred, managed to survive and come in the millennium, and they will have children because we'll be coming back in resurrection bodies, which cannot have children. They will have children. Their children will have children. And listen to me, by the end of the millennium, a thousand years of peace. There 
is going to be worldwide population explosion, expansion like crazy. And so the whole earth can be sustaining it. There never has been a time the earth has really run out of anything, nor will run out of anything. God provided at the time of Adam and Eve, an earth that would again, take care of everyone, no matter how large the population is, the earth can handle us. God is so wonderful in his foreknowledge to plan ahead. So there'll be perfect environment for all mankind. Number one, again, longevity is restored to humans. Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 20. And there it says a child will die at a hundred. That doesn't mean children will literally die. They'll pass into puberty at a hundred years old and live to the ages of 900, a thousand years as was before the flood. Next of all, perfect justice. Isaiah chapter 11, verses three through five and Psalm 72 verses 12 through 14 tell us of the perfect justice that will be on the earth during that time. Next of all, the millennium begins with believers only, some in resurrection bodies that came back with Jesus at the uh, end of the uh, tribulation in resurrection bodies. That will be the church. Those who are in heaven will now at the beginning of the millennium receive resurrection bodies, but all those who came through again the tribulation and did not take the mark of the beast and managed to survive to the end of the tribulation come into the earth and will populate the earth. But every one of these are believers, whether in resurrection bodies or not, all unbelievers will have been removed off the earth. So Jewish unbelievers have been removed, Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 34 through 38, and the Gentile unbelievers are removed in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. We've already covered that. And so again, we have this progression there during that time period. It's gonna be a wonderful time. Again, understand the millennium will be a time where there will be people in resurrection bodies on the earth, living with people in natural bodies on this earth. And again, we will all be here serving the Lord Jesus Christ. We will all have places to rule and reign on this earth with Jesus Christ himself. Let me give you kind of the platform of the uh, millennium. Millennium was prophesied in the Old Testament and in the Gospels. Jesus gave the platform for the millennium in the Sermon on the Mount. Although the Sermon on the Mount, please, is very applicable today. In fact, it's spoken for today. There's a progression found within the Sermon on the Mount describing the time of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And that's when ultimately this will totally come to pass. God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have that today, but not in total, like we will during the millennial reign of Jesus. Christ. So let's talk about the course of the millennium. First of all, the millennium itself was prophesied in the Old Testament. And uh, again, prophesied because we find it throughout the Old Testament, especially in the books dealing with end time events, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, other ones found back there. Again, the course of the millennium is found there, prophesied in the Old Testament proclaimed in the gospels. Much of what Jesus talked about was the coming of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. And so they preached the gospel of the kingdom in that day. In fact, the gospel of the kingdom will again be preached during the time of the tribulation. This gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the world and then shall the end come. That again is found during the time of the tribulation. So again, the course of the land prophesied in the Old Testament. 
proclaimed in the four gospels, postponed in the tribulation. During the time of the tribulation, it's pushed off for seven more years and also plagiarized in the tribulation. This is time period when Satan is going to try to rule the world and show the world what he wants to do, uh, that what the world's going to be like under him forever, and it's going to be evil. So again, plagiarized in the time of the tribulation, but then presented at the second advent. Let me give you those five again. First of all, it's prophesied in the Old Testament. The book of the Old Testament, bring it to pass, Ezekiel, Daniel, uh, Hosea, other ones, Ezekiel, Isaiah, prophesy of the coming millennial reign of Jesus Christ. It's proclaimed in the Gospels. Then it's postponed during the church age. That would be the time of the New Testament epistles, postponed during that time, but plagiarized in the tribulation. Satan tries to show what he can do by running the earth, and of course, he's going to blow it big time. And finally, it will be presented at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The millennium will be a time of population expansion. Unbelievers will proliferate, and at the very end of it, Satan will be released for a short time, and there's going to be a revolution. Again, the millennium will be a time of population explosion and expansion. Every nation will expand. Every nation will explode. Every city, families will be large during that time, and unbelievers, by the time the end of it comes, will proliferate, be everywhere, and Satan will be released for a short time and round up those people. And this indicates again that perfect environment is not the solution to man's problem. It is regeneration. All this is told in Revelation chapter 20 verses 7 through 10 about Satan's rebellion at the end. After all that is over, we're finally going to have the great white throne judgment. And this is found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. The church itself will be judged during the time of the judgment seat of Christ. This will go on while the tribulation for seven years is going on on the earth. The church will be removed before the tribulation begins. In fact, one second before the tribulation begins, we are what's holding back uh, Antichrist from being revealed. This is told us in the book of 2 Thessalonians. The church church is removed and sent to heaven. And during those seven years we are there, we will become the bride of Christ. We will come back with Jesus at the end of that time as a bride adorned for her husband. Our time will be during that time we're in heaven, the judgment seat of Christ, we will be rewarded for the good things we've done on the earth because Revelation 14, 13 tells us when we die, our works do follow us to be judged in heaven and be rewarded. And so while the great white throne judgment is going on, uh, on earth, this time, the white throne judgment is for unbelievers at the end of the millennium. At the very beginning, before the millennium actually begins, the church is judged. At the end of that time, we will have the judgment of the nations before him. And that's the great white throne judgment in heaven. All nationalities, kindred, tribe, tongue, all unbelievers from every race will stand there and demons and Satan and fallen angels. And then all unbelievers will be cast from that point into the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. The only thing that sends them to the lake of fire is this. They've rejected Jesus as Lord and Savior because those that are found in heaven right now, there might've been good Christians and bad Christians, moral or immoral. The point of it is they're in heaven because they accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Moral people and non-moral people are in 
heaven. And the same thing is true. Good people and bad people are in hell, but they're not in hell because they were good or bad. They're not in heaven because they were good or bad. Good people don't go to heaven necessarily and bad people don't go to hell necessarily. Good and bad people are in heaven because they accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And they're in hell because they rejected Jesus as Lord and Savior. And here's the whole point of it. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15 says one thing. It says they, those names not found written in the book of life are cast into the lake of fire. Is your name found written in the book of life? I trust it is. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and by the invitation I gave just before the first half, I ask you if you didn't know Jesus to be born again, and that means at least 15 minutes ago, you entered the kingdom of God. And you are now a child of God and your guarantee is you will go to heaven. And then finally, we are actually going to stand there at the time of the great white throne judgment and we will cooperate and work with the Lord in judging fallen angels. That's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. This will be our mission at that time. I'm simply here to tell you the best is here for us in life. And the best is here for us in eternity. Once you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you will never face hell and you will never face the lake of fire. You will always know that the moment you die, you'll go to heaven and you'll remain there for a while, come back and rule and reign with Jesus on this earth, but have access to heaven at all times. In other words, God has simply saved the best for us, which is last. And the greatness of God is that now we've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We possess eternal life eternal life through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We have a lot to be thankful for. Well, thanks for joining in for these eight lessons we have had on Matthew 24 and 25, and then finally ending here with what the millennial reign of Jesus Christ is going to be like. I'll see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.